Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sacred Resistance Podcast. This is episode number 37, and today we had on Matt Landman, and I have been really anxious about this for a long time. I've been I've, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm super pumped about this episode. Matt is uh, a documentary filmmaker. Um, he made the movie Frankenskies, and if you haven't seen Frankenskies the movie, I suggest you stop listening to this right now go watch Franken's guys if you can and then come back and listen to this because uh the movie itself the documentary is so good it's very well done uh you can watch it for free and i will put the link in the show notes so that you can uh find it there but Franken's guys came out in like 2016 2017 somewhere around then and we've watched it a couple of times now and learn something new every time we watch it but uh it's a great documentary matt isn't only a filmmaker but he's an author he's a speaker he goes around educating people on chemtrails on 5g on our environment on what we need to do to stay healthy um and in this episode it's not just all doom and gloom there is some doom and gloom but there's also what we can do to to keep ourselves healthy what we can do to block ourselves from all the craziness that's going on in the world yeah. because he also has a clothing line. Yeah, to protect you against 5G. It's a clothing line where uh, the, clothes, the clothes clothing are like intertwined with silver. And clothing, not only 5G, Wi-Fi. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All EMFs. microwaves, EMFs. Yeah, it protects you against all the bad stuff um, and like phone bags, I think. Um, yeah, he's got protective gear for pregnant women to protect mm-hmm. their bellies from EMF. He's got hats, toques, beanies, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you are in the world, to protect your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, uh, All kids' stuff, yeah. clothing. You know, it's it's excellent. And he also has, uh, it's very affordable for what he is offering. I've checked out a ton of different EMF wear uh, gear. And I think Matt's is... it looks really good and it also is uh, one of the more affordable ones I find mm-hmm. yeah um, and I was very excited to have this conversation I've been looking forward to it of we're looking forward to it for a long time now um, Matt I've been following for a while we both been following for a while he's been on Veritas and higher side chats and and shows that I've kind of listened to for years and years and years now um, so and we were overjoyed to have o- him overjoyed on our- for sure uh, yeah it's a really good conversation and uh, we get we go down the uh, project blue beam rabbit hole and uh, it's this is a fucking banger. This is a good episode. Yeah, yeah. you you won't want to miss this one. It's super educational. Um, just really really uh, cool to yeah. have Matt on. Yeah, and like I said, if you haven't seen Franken's guys, go watch it first because. Uh, yeah, he goes in like I I talk about all the time. You know, I I you guys have probably heard me say a few times now um, how they made it rain in Vietnam and they can make it rain and they're burning on down our forests. When you watch Frankenskies, it's documented proof, black and white videos of of army officials making it rain, doing these experiments, making it rain, flooding out the tree roots. They're, I'm not just saying it; you're watching the documented proof of it. So please go watch the movie. This is really really good. Yeah. So we'll have all that information in the show notes, his his um, clothing line and his documentary and where you can find Matt. Um, and he's just a, a great human being full yeah. of awesome information. Absolutely. And he's looking out for you and always trying to protect us against this shit, the bombardment of the sh- shit soup that we're always swimming in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we love you guys. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. You are the sacred resistance. 
Hey guys, before we get on to our interview with our podcast guest, I just wanted to interject here a little bit about our clothing line that we have launched. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, but I just wanted to remind you guys that it is up and running. We have anything from men's to women's to clothing for little kids and babies, all sorts of gear to represent sacred resistance and things that say, like, my parents call the shots for little kids t-shirts and whatnot so check us out yeah yeah uh represent put on some put on some swag and represent show the world what you think we'll put the link to it in the show notes so um yeah thanks for thanks for being here with us yeah we love you all right on man so this is a huge honor for me i've uh, i've been listening to you for years i've heard you on some of my favorite shows like higher side chats veritas um, I've been listening to those guys for years, so I've heard you. Uh, uh, so it's a big honor for me and, uh, <clears throat> the work that you do is so important, man. Um, the film by itself, uh, Frankenskies is just, it's huge. Um, the information in that film is massive. So, uh, hats off to you. You made a wonderful film. Uh, we just finished watching it again. Yeah. We watched it again with the kids. It's, uh, how did you get some of that old info? You must've been diving deep for a long time to get some of those old clips. Uh, yeah, I got really lucky. Um, a lot of it came with the help of my one editor friend who we dug into the archives of these old universities and a lot came up at Texas A&M University. Uh, that's where the speech, uh, Lyndon B., right after JFK's assassination, Lyndon B. gives the, um, uh, the uh, graduation speech at Texas A&M. And he's like grinding his teeth and his eyes are all black, as he says, control the weather, control the world. And a lot of the research. Johnson. Um, if, what's that? Johnson. Yeah, Pres- President, yeah, yeah, President yeah, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, so that's when it really got going. But a lot of the footage came from there. But it took some serious digging. We got really lucky, honestly, because I, I hadn't personally seen a lot of that stuff until we got it together and put it together like that. And then towards the end of the movie, once it gets to modern day, it's, of course, um, film that, um, that I shot, right? Yeah, so for, for people that don't know, Frankenskies is available on, online for free. Yeah. Uh, Frankenskies.com, also Frankenskiesthemovie.com. I'll and put it in our show notes for sure, so people can just, like, click it and go right there. Terrific. And it's a documentary that I made, and it's a chronolog- chronological expose um, of historical documentation of how weather modification history or weather engineering evolves to get us to where we're at today and it's been a near century or over a century of the evolution thereof so the footage starts in 1920 yeah so it's not footage that i made it's footage from the u.s military u.s air force and whatnot and then once it gets to the 60s and they're flooding the ho chi minh trail publicly in vietnam with the weather engineering and it's public knowledge in the 60s that you can seed clouds and make rain and, and cause drought and what have you. But then all of that technology starts to get more advanced and it's swept under the rug. And then here we are with covert geoengineering slash chemtrails, where geoengineering is the same thing as chemtrails, but geoengineering is the solution to our climate change problems. Which, which is, makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's, a whole, that's a whole debacle in and of itself. So I have to make another movie. So th- that one came out in 2017. Okay. I was trying to get it to come out a year earlier, 
but um, divine intervention kind of thing. And more stuff was coming out in the world, like yeah. 12 new clouds, new clouds came out. Yeah. So I had to have that in there. And then also the word geoengineering came out of the conspiracy world and into the mainstream narrative, right. which was like a, which was just for the, for me being the chemtrail dude. And for a lot of people in the conspiracy world or whatever, that was just a mind blower for it to go from, oh, geoengineering is this fancy word for chemtrails. Yeah. They'll take us seriously if you use that word to the mainstream news saying, we've got a solution to climate change, aka global warming, aka spraying chemtrails and microwaving in the sky and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Is interesting. Yeah. Their is. solution is the problem. And they're telling us publicly, hey, we're going to do geoengineering. You're welcome. So as that unraveled and started coming out, I was able to get some of that footage and include it in Frankenstein's the first one. So now here we are five years later already. Wow. And so much is happening um, with uh, potential climate change lockdowns on the horizon, yeah. but also yeah. the normalization of the dimming of the sun. So Bill Gates is doing this experiment in Sweden coming up. And that's all. There's a lot. There's so much. So the sequel, Frankenstein's 2, which I have a website, Frankenstein2.com. Uh, is called Frankenstein's two climate chains, like shackles, oh, because okay. it is that kind of Hegelian dialectic where they're cornering us into, you know, shackles where it's our perception of reality really that determines it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that one guy, um, Greg Keith or Keith Greg, I can't remember what, what his, uh, what was David his first, Keith. oh, David Keith. Yeah. And he's, he kind of, we both, oh. when we were watching, like, he reminds us of Bill Gates. Yeah, he, yeah, looks... he reminds us exactly of Bill Gates, like a young Bill Gates. And like how he's... he's not even young though. He's well, younger than Bill, but he's like a, this mad scientist. That's just like, and he flat out says things like, yeah, I don't care. I'll get into bed with evil people if they've got the money, like, like just a, a mad scientist ready to just drop the hammer on the world just because he can thinks of an evil idea he reminded me of bill gates interviews how with the whole pen pandemic what was happening how he would be in interviews and it's like they're just lying with statistics yeah, lying st with statistics exactly well that's interesting that you mentioned that because um david keith david w keith of harvard university he's like this harvard professor is all he is slash researcher and he holds a bunch of patents and he's in cahoots with the royal society this group of evildoers but publicly he gets his funding for these geoengineering projects he's like the main geoengineer guy public guy doing it all um saying that we need to dim the sun with essentially chemtrails but saying chemtrails aren't real yet he gets his funding from bill gates publicly so there's articles in Forbes and all these mainstream news of articles course. saying, saying um, um, literally, quote, David Keith's sugar daddy uh, is Bill Gates, the sugar daddy of geoengineering, the sugar daddy of geoengineering, Bill Gates. And articles going back to like 2015, even of Bill Gates saying that he dreams of being the guy that is able to help uh, geoengineer the planet because again under the guise of like for the common good you know he's behind it yet again and so he is his david keith is bill gates little puppet minion um uh do like he the evil bidding does the, does the evil bidding and so he is basically like a little clone of him so i'm yeah. interesting that you picked picked up on that and 
David Keith is like super e- evil and he's kind of like my arch nemesis, but he, <laughs> he's looking to like normalize this whole thing and people, people trust the scientists, yeah. you know, they pass the pass the buck kind of thing to someone else because the programming, oh, I'm not a rocket scientist. It, it starts early. I mean, it started with Edward Bernays, trust the yeah. specialist, you know, yeah. Edward Bernays, the nephew of Sigmund Freud, um, really knew how the psychology of the mind worked and the compartmentalization of almost everything and the phrase trust the specialist and giving the doctors like white suit like white you know outfits and us kind of just passing it on to this compartmentalized other person yeah. you know and we get our specialty and they get theirs and all that sort of thing really I've learned that activism and truth is a frequency and on that frequency of truth you have to wear many hats. There's, yeah. I mean, you don't just pick a truth and say, oh, I'm going to be pregnant with just that little thing. You can't be half pregnant. You know, you're either all in or not. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so a frequency. True. It's a frequency. It's a vibration. And that's why I made the website actualactivists.com. Actual. And on there, www.actualactivists.com, that's like my baby. And it's got all the different truths in there. Health as well. It's got a hub for uh, truth or podcast and it's got uh, uh, links and information and resources for fluoride 5g uh, geoengineering aka chemtrails um, all of the main truths that we all need to embrace together that are self-evident you know it's not right. like an opinion or anything like that it's just the truth you know there it is and i do a, dr- a daily blog daily truth blog on there which is cool um is cam loops like in the mountains yeah. yeah, you guys are near yeah. Kamloops. Yeah, yeah, so we're how, up in the hills. How was it during all of this? How is it now with all of the mm, how well, are people reacting? As, as of yesterday, um, the mask mandates were lifted, which BC's like was the last province to do that. So, um, but it was wild because I drove out to Kamloops yesterday to meet up with our kids' homeschool. So met with our homeschool group, and um, then I did a little grocery shopping before the kids had jujitsu. And I go into the store and I haven't worn a mask at all. I don't, I don't subscribe to that, but there was more people still wearing masks than were unmasked. And I was, I, I was like, did I get the memo wrong? Yeah. I thought today we weren't, we didn't have to wear masks anymore. And it was, it was mind blowing. And my kids were like, so confused because I told them, I'm like, great day for everybody else. They can take their, you're going to see other people's faces now. They can take their submission yeah. cloths off. Yeah. And uh, we, my, my five or six year old, he was like, mom everybody's wearing masks and i'm like i don't know why i don't don't get it the uh, the indoctrination Um, well i'd love to talk about that because i'm in a very similar situation i'm in ashland oregon which is on the west coast Mm -hmm. it's pretty much similar to where you all are at it's a i'm in a blue city in a red county in a red region in a blue state um how confusing which is, which is interesting yeah it's really out there so there's a lot of farmers and a lot of um like pot growers and a lot of people around so very all similar around here yeah that um are very uh awake but some of them are very liberal and they're makes them not necessarily very awake anymore but then there's the like rich rich white people like the retired like rich white people that come here to be in this like nice little town of ashland and it's like, it seems like the retired, they've got them hook, line, and sinker. So what they did, okay, so really quick, 
they they lifted ours as well. Our m- mandate got lifted 100% this morning, I think. But a lot of the businesses have been like tapering it off. Like uh, some of them were lifted like a couple of days ago. But our co-op is was the strictest. They had someone at the door with you know they wouldn't let anybody in without a mask on the whole at time. A co-op. Yeah, yeah, they were the strictest, which is amazing. That's how it is. I mean, which is unreal. That's how it was in California, little California towns, and here in, in a little Oregon town. And um, it's because organic means really liberal, really yeah. green, really green, and green now means like satanic. I guess I don't even know what happened to green. It got flipped on its head. It's like I don't even. It's all been kind of seemingly uh, planned because who would have thunk it? Yeah, exactly. I know. Right? I know. So, this, so this morning, I was really happy to be able to go to my um, organic co-op finally and not be harassed at the door like I'm in a war zone. And what's fascinating is it's been exactly two years, exactly two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so they like got us through two full seasons, two full, full years of life. And then they're like, you can take it off. Well, yeah. I went into my co-op this morning. Mind you, it was like 8 a.m. when it's primarily older uh, demographic. Um, it was like 90% uh, masks. It was unreal. I, I was allowed to walk through the door, yes, but everyone still put it on because they're not going to be told to get out of their trance. Yeah. 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 So it started with Black Lives Matter. Imagine if you're, like, you're African-American or something. You know, Imagine yeah. you're black, uh, a black person. Um, and I want to get through this really quick because I saw... Well, I'm going to spoil it, but I want to get through this really quick because it's important. I saw at the university yesterday recruitment for the army. I hadn't seen that in so long. And they're out there on the corner with their faces out, like recruiting for the army. And wow. it's like, wow, wow, that was so fast. So imagine you're like um, a, a black male, you're like, a, like an 18 year old black male or something like that. You got propagandized with Black Lives Matter which is very deep propaganda. And I mean, it was unreal how deep that went. Then quickly thereafter, you got propagandized with the COVID and you're out there potentially protesting with a mask on and a sign at the same time that says, I can't breathe. Yeah. And and that, that was like, they weren't related. And I thought at first that they were, which is mind blowing because I've been processing all this stuff over the past couple of years. You got to really sit and process some of the stuff yeah, you guys, you all, y'all. So then we got through all of this traumatic, traumatic um, n- narrative with, you know, the, the lockdowns and everything. And if you're just buying it hook, line, and sinker because you're an 18-year-old person, you're really deep in it. Yeah. And then two years of it and boom, hey, you can show your face and stuff, but we're going to war. And do you stand with these people? And like the narrative has switched so much that people are like, yeah, I stand with them. I stand with them. And if you stand with them, then you should go fight for us and whatever. And all of a sudden, like you have not been snapped out of this trance. And they, it's kind of like how they got people into Vietnam, probably. Yeah. Like we got to pro- propagandize them first and convince them they're doing something. Bum, bum, bum. But I guess they had to run the draft. And I don't know. It's, it's unreal. I feel like it's very well calculated to get from A to Z. And I'm witnessing it firsthand too. I kind of just went to the grocery store today to, as a sociological experiment. I figured it was going to be like 50-50 or something. It was unreal. So here we are. We're still in it, even though they've told us that we're not. You notice when you go in the grocery store, it says in trance. 
Yeah. I think, I think people like reassure themselves that they're in this trance and they don't even know it. Yeah. They put on yeah. these masks, these muff, they muffle their voices and yeah. go through life in fear. Like no one is like shaking them out of the trance. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you can take it off. You can take it off, but maybe you'll die. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing to me about that, it's like, how can anybody with a working brain think that this piece of fabric or cloth is going to protect them from a deadly virus? Like it's been two years now. Do you see people dying on the streets? Have, have, has anybody actually seen someone die on the streets? No. I try to tell people like, have you seen this on YouTube? Just YouTube vape in a mask. You can watch this person vaping in all sorts of different masks. And with multiple you, masks, multiple masks. They try them. They try the medical ones, the, the, the cloth ones, all the different types of masks. Layered. And they, the CDC flat out tells you the vape particles are much larger than COVID particles. COVID particles are very tiny, and the people vape in masks, and it's like poof, big clouds of smoke is just coming Top right bottom. out this mask, right through it, right like, and they're not even blowing; they're just breathing, and it's just going everywhere. It's totally useless. The things are totally useless. Yeah. But that's the, an interesting um, example. Yeah, like it's that. ridiculous. So we're like an hour outside of Kamloops. We have a local grocery store in the town we're in. We boycotted it. We won't even go there anymore because they were mm-hmm. such Nazis during this whole thing. So they probably because with now, with the mask mandates being lifted, I don't know this for fact yet, but the with the mask mandates lifted, they've given it an option for owners to still enforce it if they would like to. So it's up to the grocery stores to enforce it. And same with Vax passports. Vax passports are apparently expiring in April. But April, private businesses are allowed to Private businesses it. can That's enforce bullshit. it if they like. But that that just goes to show you who not to support, right? Yeah, exactly. If somebody's still gonna enforce it, they're gonna get they're gonna hear about it from me and they're never gonna get a dollar from me. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's interesting because again, people aren't going to be given the choice of like getting out of fear. Nobody's going to like give them two years of propaganda that's like snapping them out of the trance that they were put in. You right. know, like yeah. they're they've 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 made, they've taken selfies with those masks that match yeah. their outfits and and all that jazz. So, what do you all think about um, climate change lockdowns? Do you think that like in the next few years that we could be prepped for like global? whatever whatever like i think i think we're we're being prepped for it now like what we've seen up here in Mm -hmm. this last one year since we've lived here the the summer last year there was more forest fires than there's ever been ever up here in bc i'm sure you heard about all that um Mm -hmm. and and like we were within 10 kilometers of forest fires we were on evacuated evacuation notice basically all summer um and the winter was crazier than it's ever been the fall the floods the floods were insane right now they're they're saying um we have atmospheric rivers atmospheric rivers rivers. is what they're calling things that have been up there forever like these are this is harp i feel like this is harp just being fired right up alaska's got uh, one of the biggest harp stations or their main harp stations right it's right right above us and this season has been the harshest summer the harshest winter the highways were flooded out like even before any of the covid uh restrictions like not to deal with any covid restrictions uh and and supply chain disruptions the highway got flooded out and the highways were completely closed we were like shut out of the world up here for a little while well the coast even more so because they couldn't get anything yeah from and mary got flooded out abbotsford got flooded out they produce most of the chicken and eggs and like there's been serious serious weather this year what do you think about that do you think harp has a lot to do with that oh definitely um but that's like kind of uh, a loose 
Well, okay, so there's a lot of HARP stations now. Um, HARP, for those that don't know, is an acronym. Yeah. yeah, it's H-A-A-R-P. Uh, I believe it stands for High Altitude Auroral Research Program. Yeah. And, and what it is, is it's like um, the way that microwaves work, you put like a glass of water or your food in the microwave and ra um, radio waves, small radio waves called microwaves, um, they intersect each other at a focal point, which is the food. So they're intersecting and by the intersection of the radio waves, the water molecules vibrate and they heat and that's how it's heat. You microwave the food or, or the water. Same thing with HARP does. It microwaves a focal point in the atmosphere, but the focal point can be like miles um, wide or whatever. And it's just intersecting radio waves, just the same as how it, um, radio waves are utilized as microwaves to microwave food in the microwave oven. So the HARP antenna array in Alaska that was first built some time ago now, like 30 years ago or something, it's like a football field of these 40 foot tall Tesla tech type antennas. And um, I mean, that's where they, it kind of came from the, the transfer of um, information or energy uh, via these radio waves that came from Tesla research. So they'll pick, pick a focal point in the atmosphere and they can do it almost anywhere on earth now, or they can do it anywhere on earth now because they have so many stations that are even mobile mm -hmm. that are like small. Um, harp stations. But the idea is that they spray chemtrails, which is different mi um, mixtures of uh, aluminum, barium, and strontium are the primary constituents. So they spray these chemicals in the atmosphere. Um, some of them look like short trails, some of them look like medium sized trails, some of them look like long trails, and they're mixing chemicals together. And then once they mix them together, they'll zap them, and you can see these little ripples come oftentimes. Yeah. And that'll like be them heating the sky to almost near the temperature of the sun sometimes, right? So they're like heating this to create a high pressure uh, bubble to create um, crazy weather events. You know, that's how um, Is that when you storms are created and all this sort of stuff. Go ahead. When you see those clouds that look like the beach sand, it's like these ripple clouds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been zapped. Yeah. Recent, recently zapped. Right. And that's the frequency. That's like literally the frequency waves showing themselves in the cloud or the moisture or the metal, you know, the chemtrail cloud or whatever it may be. Yeah. So with this technology, by so back when you were kids, you know, you're watching the Weather Channel or whatever. Um, or even now, maybe if you watch the weather channel or the weather on the news, the, the meteorologist is showing you how the weather moves around with these high and low pressures, H's and L's. And the L is like dropping, you know, sinking air, colder air, and the H is like warmer air that's like rising air, higher pressure. And when the two clash really hard, you get crazy weather events. Um, or if there's a big high pressure bubble in place, then moisture moves around it and it's like a drought. Um, there's all these different things that you can do if you can just create high pressure bubbles, yeah. essentially. And that's what HARP does is it creates high pressure bubbles. So now they have these like big golf ball looking things and they put them on mountainsides and they're, and they're like, oh, that's Doppler or that's next red. And we're just predicting the weather with those things. I don't think they're just predicting the weather. I think they're actually steering weather as well by use of frequency because inside those golf balls are these like radar things that shoot those microwave radio waves that right. are utilized in the harp antenna um, uh, alignment or whatever that they do. So they basically they just need two ground based stations that have um, a focal point in the atmosphere where they intersect the 
the um, microwave, they microwave the sky, right? So they, they microwave the sky all over the place, over my head all the time. Like it's on, it's unreal what I witness on a day-to-day basis. And they, they'll do like the entire West Coast. Like there's a huge, massive operation. These things are on ships now. You can, if you go for a road trip and, and you look on hilltops, eventually you'll see these big white ball things that look like giant golf balls. We've seen I've those. Seen them. I've yeah. seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. We're always yeah. looking for 5G towers and we've seen those things. We're constantly pointing out 5G towers. Yeah, unreal. And, and it's, it is. It's a slow and steady attack on the food chain. We had a, um, about a year ago, there was this, and they call it an atmospheric river. They give it all these names now. This atmospheric river bent at a right angle and shot up to Canada, got some ice, and then shot straight down to Texas and gave out Texas this crazy yeah. ice storm it had never seen before. Yeah. And yeah. Crippled everybody down there. And everyone started asking, is it weather engineering? Is weather engineering real? And I'm like, yes, it's been real for a while. And it seems like to me that they keep this crazy fear narrative with basically they attack us with weather engineering and they say, oh, climate change, we're going to have to do something about that. Exactly. We're going to have to do something about that climate change because look, well, look how bad that climate change is being to you guys. And, and, and everyone that's in fear from it, and, and it helps with their like ultimate agenda, which is obviously to skyrocket our food prices. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you're witnessing the same thing that oh, we're yeah. witnessing. Every, everyone is. Um, but to back up a minute, there's a, a, a really wild agenda that connects the chemtrails and these other elements of it all, which I think are smart meters that are used yeah. to kind of like these smart meters can, can surge and like pulverize a home from the inside out and make it look like an electrical fire or whatever. But like these um, fires that are different from these like these, these fires nowadays are getting different and getting weird and we need to analyze them. So there's, I think, Fort McMurray, I believe, and um, yeah. also uh, Lytton. Is it called yeah, Lytton? Lytton's not far from us. Yeah, that's yeah. right around the corner from yeah. us. That's where Dr. So I, I, want to, I want to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I would love to talk about that um, just from my knowledge and to refresh everyone. And because we're going to correlate it all, because firstly, What's all the chemtrail, yeah, it is. It really is. The chemtrail the chem constituents that they, that they seem to be spraying even lower and lower, mind you, are patented fire accelerants right so right. we've got aluminum aluminum oxide and barium salts are like these primary constituents and these things are being what embedded into our trees over decades yes. for one yeah. like they're spraying them in the trees and the trees are being weakened by the aluminum because it prevents them to be able to uptake uh, water efficiently or at all and it um, messes with the acidity of the soil it does so many things probably it affects the I mean, also Yep, exactly. And the aluminum in our brains, um, not good on either. I mean, dementia and all this stuff. And we can, I would love to talk about all the. You're touching on all the things that I wanted to ask you about. So this is great. Yeah. When we'll talk solutions too. Thank you. Yeah. That's my, I'm always a solution based. I'm like, we need to get a solution. I love that because um, when I first got into chemtrails, nobody wanted, and that's actually Frankie Skies tries to be more like empowering and less like fear based. You know, fear is a real frequency and it's dismantling. And the truth, can upset you but it needs to set you on like a higher path ultimately and so we can empower ourselves with detoxing and mineralization and like totally rising above it all through knowledge and empowerment it's like knowledge equals power but not really knowledge plus action equals power so it's like if you still know about it but you're buying fluoride toothpaste like you you're not acting on your knowledge you know knowledge doesn't just equal power so these constituents 
um, we've got fire accelerants. And so just imagine like, oh, there's a little forest fire over here, but you're watching the news and there's these chemtrails, like loaded. I mean, they're literally spraying chemtrails. They could be seeding. They could be making rain. Exactly. Let's be real. Exactly. Let's be real. They don't need even clouds to seed them. They can precipitate um, rain with lasers nowadays. There's yeah. technology to literally make rain anywhere, anytime. Time. Yeah. Okay? They can make rain anywhere, right? No, it's so yeah. real. And yeah. instead of making rain on the forest fires or on the drought-stricken area, they make firestorms and wind, like windy, yeah. more, more windy conditions, like fire tornadoes and elaborate windy situations, right, on the fire, which, which is like horrible, while spraying patented fire accelerants, aluminum oxide, barium salts. Okay, so that's all like really bad. But then imagine when, the, when they're spraying and they're making the air aluminized or like more meta like metallic. So then it's more like conductive. So you've got this like conductive air after they spray um, their, their super good mix or whatever, because this is diabolical. Because I'm witnessing it, my town got burned too, like my town. I, I, my business is in Ashland, five miles away is this town called Talent. And one block from me, all the houses down the front line got pulverized, like 2,300 low-income homes. Like we lost everything a year and a half ago. We were, I was so blessed to not lose where I live, where I rent, but like I witnessed it. And what happened here happened in Lytton as well. And I believe they work with an aluminized um, air even. That's kind of out there. But what happens is when you can make the air more conductive, you can have like the fires move along the smart meters because the smart meters are already connected with microwaves to each other, yeah. micro microwave frequencies. Yeah. But they can surge. Like something really fishy is happening in, in these towns. You know, it started like in Santa Rosa, California, in Paradise, California. Yeah. And then Lytton is, is right there, what we need to discuss. Yeah. So it's um, partly the smart meters. You know, these things can surge. And, and yeah, that's a, something to is noteworthy. If they tell you to evacuate and you own your home or you're renting or whatever, I recommend just hitting pulling the switch and turning off your power. Off if your, your power, power's yeah. off, if your power's off, then they can't surge the, because these homes look like they're totally being pulverized. Like it's, it's something. Yeah, that's a good heads up. That's something good, else. Yeah. So those things, of, so these things are, are, are interconnected. So then of course, when they spray um, on these event days and then the winds are all crazy, they like, what, what happened, what's happening, it seems like it's literally like, okay, we'll make the crazy winds going like, north to south and then we'll go and we'll light the fires like they have people on the ground like arsonists that are that have the heads up it's like literally we're at war this we is saw that in california one. we saw that in california all these uh there was like a fire every mile it was people throwing Molotov cocktails like literally a forest fire fire every i can't remember five miles or something down one highway but they didn't touch the trees yeah. it was just houses like if you well, no, that a was the different ones those were the the weather there's sorry the that was a couple of years ago. This is one was just in this summer where we were having all these, oh, okay. all these forest right, fires right, here right. too. Like people were intentionally arsonists were starting forest fires while we're having the worst forest fire year ever. Yeah, so while there's winds and they're setting them downwind from like a town. There. Totally. The fire. reason why I was smiling there is because you're saying exactly this rant that I go on all the time is like, no, good. they're important. making it, they're dropping fire accelerants on mm. our forests and then we're having forest fires when they could be making it rain they've been making it rain they made it rain in vietnam they flooded out the trade routes i tell people this all the time and then watching franken's guys you fully document this it's that's why it's so fantastic to watch because people can actually i i need to show people 
just like what we're talking about with harp it's like i need to show them this football field grid of antennas like microwaving the sky like they're really doing it and you can actually see it there's documentation and footage of all of this shit yeah you know what's amazing jamie is um i have well i have almost everything when i first got going on this i was like i've got to be able to convince people i grew up in like just outside of DC in Northern Virginia, my friends like work for the government. They're not listening to what I have to say unless I can really document it. So I thought I was like out to convince them, but really I ended up being out to convince the world. So the patents kind of speak for the patent, the patents tell a story, but you know, what really tells a story are literal news articles, like microfish scan news articles from a microfiche or however you say that Mm -hmm. 1960s, 1970s news articles. And they're like talking about, oh, can we, we're going to see the rain over here and blah, 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 blah. And what blew my mind, um, Jamie, which I want you to, to try to remember this one um, when, when you're telling people about this is, okay, so I can even send you the, the article. But so back in the 70s, before it was like regulated and farmers like weren't allowed to just seed clouds over their um, farms, right? When it was like, less regulated and they weren't like wait you can't collect rainwater or whatever like this you know new world order like slow and steady grip thing farmers so you can seed um rain with like different um like dust essentially that's like small particles um like like silver works or actually you know what they used to if you watch frankenstein's and they're seeding the clouds with dry ice that's that's frozen carbon dioxide carbon dioxide they dump carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to mess with the weather. And then they're like, oh, you're a SUV. It's like, again, yeah. it's not us. It's always them. And even carbon dioxide is not that bad if you learn well, yeah, about it. Exactly. Right. Um, we need that. Trees, to- trees <laughs> grow. Trees thrive on carbon dioxide. Yeah. Yeah. The number one greenhouse gas is actually water vapor. And so when you see all these lines in the sky and people are like, oh, no, that's just water vapor. That needs to be addressed then if, there's, yeah. if the narrative that they say is true is true. <laughs> yeah. So what's unreal is farmers would actually seed um, clouds for their farm as the storms went by in the 70s. So this article on front page, like I want to say like 1971, the farmers were like, yeah, we um, seed, so they can like maybe do it in a little um, plane, but also just a little tower like pumping out like dust will like seed the cloud and it'll rain. They seeded the clouds with um, nutrients like potassium and like like different nutrients that they wanted to rain on. So it, it just has to be a dust. Like seeding seeding a cloud and making it rain isn't even that difficult. And the right. farmers the farmers were like, oh, I want it to rain um, nitrogen and potassium on my you know farm. So they literally like it wasn't that hard at all. They literally seeded it with nutrients with wow. fertilizer and then it rained like organic fertilizer as the seed on there and they're like liggity With whatever these, because yeah. because those atmospheric rivers are always up there all you got to do mm-hmm. is inject something in it to make it precipitate yeah a little seed of just some dust that the water can um, hone in on and drop and like <laughs> you know there's different things that are more efficient like like so like they do silver iodide or whatever so that's like something unreal so Lytton, BC, it got like wiped off the map. Yeah, and it's really absolutely. sad. It's really sad. It seems like a doctor was being silenced there totally and they're was. pushing their, their engine there. It's like a normalization uh, yeah. program. So it's like, oh, that's normal now. Oh, that's city. There's, oh, whoa. 
And it's like, oh, we, we can't rebuild there is what they're trying to pull probably is what they're doing around here. Because yeah. places that got burned one and a half years ago, they're still sitting there in rubble. And I think like they're like pulling some like nonsense where it's like, oh, well, it's like the more time that can pass if another fire comes through this area and the builders are like, oh, the insurance, we can't build here. Then they start to have these like, you can't live here because we can't rebuild here, like yeah. zones Dude, kind of thing. Um, and it looks like what they're creating. It looks like that's what they're doing with the fires. You know, it's like, go ahead, please. Like, no, that's I was going to say, I can, we can really relate to this because we're in a very hot, you know, we're building a homestead in the middle of the forest. We are out in the middle of the forest. We are in a forest fire hot zone. This, you know, and uh, they're trying to push people into smart cities. So we're kind of, you know, biting our nails here. We're building a, a homestead in the middle of the woods when they're trying to push people into smart cities and they're burning us out of the woods intentionally. Yeah, slowly though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> slowly. I think it's like the next generation that they're, they're really under. Um, like, like, I can encourage you 100% to, to do all of that homesteading and, and never look back and you'll be fine. And by the time, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't, my, my, like, yes, can continue, continue <laughs> yeah. on. I think it's going to get interesting and be more like, a, like, we don't even, we can't even fathom like the, like, why are they so worried? What are they so worried about? Yeah. I think, I think that they know that we start getting like our, uh, true um powers ability uh, whatever you want to call it because powers yeah. is like hollywood has like made that seem like you know spider-man and x-men and stuff yeah. and right it's, it's it's like everything's got a reference point that is something that they've created and hijacked you know in a weird way but what are they so afraid of like right. I, i've always asked myself that and if if there's some evolution that we're that we have a crash course destiny with even if it's like 100 years out and they're trying to sidestep it there's no way they're going to be able to sidestep it. Right, you know, we're right. going to you just evolve faster. So as they do like, oh man, we're going to go a different direction really quick. So Project <laughs> Blue, so Project Bluebeam Blue is something. lovely. Yeah. Let's go there. Absolutely. So chemtrails, because <laughs> it's all like a spiritual journey and and yeah. all this, and we're all on this ride together. And it's a spiritual and it was, warfare. Yeah, it is. It is spiritual warfare for sure. And I think a lot of it is just being able to see through it. Like even if we have to go through chaos, as long as we know what the truth is and we yeah. can laugh at it and tell our kids like you know yeah they're still wearing the mask they're crazy like like why would they still be wearing the mask you know and the kids get to like really see through our perspective and our truth you know if we just bow to it and we're like oh let's be like everyone else oh we don't want to offend anyone and we started yeah. just doing it anyways then they you know see it and they're like oh well my parents are cowards or you know whatever it's just like yeah. we have to lead by example by showing them the truth and I was like, I've been reading all these different books because once we went on the first lockdown, um, my girlfriend's kids, they like, they, they were going to Barnes and Noble. They were going to different bookstores. They were going to the library. They had all these channels of information, like sources of information. When the lockdown happened and everything shut, they were like, what can I look up? It was like whatever they could look up that they could think of, they could Google search, but that was it. It wasn't like new. There's no new information. It's like go to Amazon and get yourself a book. I mean, like, go on Netflix or something and find a movie. It's like, it was all just stifled. Like we, there's no, there's no like more growth. It was just basically building on what we had in our heads. Right. And I realized, oh my God, I've got to buy a bunch of books because that can't happen again. Yeah. yeah. So, so I got like all these different books, um, Buckminster Fuller and um, Wilhelm Reich 
and um, Rudolf Steiner. Steiner has said a lot of stuff um, that's kind of interesting and out there and what have you. But he did write some books on like the secret brotherhood. And he really spoke to this era a lot and talked about like how the next generation needs to really be shown the truth. Like he said some really weird dark stuff is going to happen, especially in the far, far uh, west. Like I think he means like San Francisco. Like I think what I think is going to happen is really dark, but we can go there. Um, I think there's going to be a project. I think there's going to be a project blue beam thing, which would probably be like, Oh, uh, the Russia, Russia accidentally shot a nuke at us or something. And like the nuke gets blown up. Some like nothing's going to really actually happen. Happen. It's all here. It'll it'll all be um, like wag the dog uh, Hollywood. I say, I I agree with you completely. And it'll be like the whole world will be like, Oh my God, the nuke's coming. It'll be like chaos. The nuke will like blow up over the ocean and a freaking tidal wave is going to like really mess up like part of San Francisco. Then it's going to be like RoboCop, Demolition Man, Dystopia in San Francisco. And out of it will rise like transhumanism. Yeah. Fuck, so that could happen soon. For real, for real, like for real transhumanism. And then by the time like Agenda 2030 comes along and like they start to really realize that 5G and all these other things made it so that people couldn't have kids then they're going to be like, well, just transfer your consciousness into this transhuman version of yourself. Which is and like that forever. show, that show you know? upload. Time, time is moving too fast right now. 2030 is not that far away, man. Years ago. Well, man, Agenda, 20, Agenda 2050, I was seeing, they want to have avatars where you're locked in your house and like your avatar goes out. You go, your avatar goes out and does your bidding and you we like, you like control it from, from home. You know what I mean? It's like cyborg half biological version of yourself. And I bet that that's, cyborg avatar of yourself that's out there doing your bidding once you get old enough to die you're going to transfer your consciousness into that effing thing so then you're locked yeah. here forever and there's no yeah, yeah yeah but but not but not have you seen the movie which is amazing and i'm totally in the movie since i'm a film major and i made the documentary we could go down the film movie the movie <laughs> thing forever too Firstly, you got to watch the movie um, Handmaid's Tale or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's a show, isn't it? And it's a show, but the movie's 1990. It's really good. Oh, okay. Um, And the movie Cloud Atlas. So in Cloud Atlas, it's like all these parallel, and you got to watch it a couple times. The movie's pretty unreal. But there's all these parallel timelines going on, like karma, like living itself out. And it's like past, present, and future. And it's like Halle Berry and... um, it doesn't matter. There's a few actors and it, it, it's amazing actually. And in the dystopian future, there's this like Korean robot woman who's like a waitress, but she's a robot. And she starts to like have like a truth awakening because it's like so dystopian. doesn't matter what happens is my, <laughs> my point, um, Brittany, is like even if we get trapped here, let, not we, we're just here. We're here to serve a purpose. But like, even if there is a trapping thing going on, which I think is happening, I think it's purely evil and all this stuff, they still can't win. They still cannot win. Like they'll, it'll get so dark that even like technology will have to have an about face reckoning of like duality because here is duality. The world we're in, this realm is karmic duality. It's polarity. It's, it's just how it works here. And that's how they try to trick us is polarizing two falsehoods and get us like yeah. totally dis- dismantled. But yeah. there's truth, there's light and there's dark. There's truth and there's lies. It, and there's all these polarities here in this realm. There always will be polarity. And that's what they want to like hide. And they want to like completely like blindside us, you know? But as like the Steiner book, back to that, 
some of these like bits I'm realizing is like, it's going to get weird and dark, but as long as the children know that it's BS, like there yeah, will be a, yeah. a nuke and there will be a tidal wave and all these death and destruction. And then, um, uh, Robocop and all that. And the kids just need to know, like, this has been planned out and this is a joke and whatever, like, rise, like, like the false light, whatever that is, like the rising of like the next false light. Oh, 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 oh. So this could really happen. So I've got this like bingo with my buddy. It's like, it's kind of like a dystopian bingo because we've got to laugh about this. We have to. Because when it, if, if and when it happens, we have to just be like, okay, you know, and everyone else might be going nuts and we have to really just be like, all right. Hold your and ground. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of fake nuke thing and then there's an encounter with good aliens. Yeah. And those, those good aliens will be better than us and it'll dismantle our humanity because we're better than everything out there trust me trust me believe me yeah. but they don't want us to know that and that's the whole game that's that's yeah. their whole game is trying to dismantle our evolution and what you know what again what are they so afraid of and so if these like good aliens come and try to save us from our own demise and our own nuclear apocalypse you know which has been ingrained in hollywood since our birth you know once they save us and they're like, oh, look, we can also cure cancer and stuff. We're going to eat it up. Like, yeah. it, it, Dude, it, I've, I've gamed out this exact scenario. I love this. Yeah. So that could actually happen because I'm realizing even though they say, yeah, you can take off your mask. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. People have been programmed to be in fear yeah. and, to, and to take authority as the truth rather yeah. than truth as the authority. Like yeah. they're not, they're not going to think for themselves. Whatever happens next, they're going to definitely not listen to what you and I have to say. They're going to have, they're going to be like, I mean, it's remember back in the day we watched, um, Charlie or whatever, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. This teacher. They're like, when they when I hear them talking to each other, I'm like, you guys are really just talking to each other like that. It's like, you literally sound like a Charlie Brown episode over there. It's, it's unreal. And, and hats off to you all for, um, not going to the places and all that sort of stuff. It got really weird in Canada really, really fast. Really fast. And I'm so thankful that my destiny took me up there um, in 2015, especially. I'd been a few times, but in 2015, I moved to Vancouver and I lived um, all over the city of Vancouver and I really loved it. It was like a dream. That place is like a dream. Mm -hmm. But now I can't imagine. Um, I think it's probably like really, yeah, probably very liberal. And that means it's so liberal. Yeah. That means like horrible now, which is just not fair because they gave us, they gave us, they gave us two polarized things. They gave us redneck or oh green. And it's like, it was like as a child, it was like, oh, well, are you pro gun? Or it just, the, the polarity that they offered, it just seemed, to me, like, oh, Obama versus Bush, I'd rather go Obama, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's a good speaker, and it's the right thing, but it was all a trap. It the whole lesser of two evil ideas is stupid. So, so can I ask, how did, what was your wake up? Like, how did you wake up to all of this? Well, it was really spiritual, but at the very beginning, it was just a movie. Um, it was loose change. Um, I'm, I'm like 40, I'll be 42 this year. It was Loose Change, which is a movie documentary about 9-11, because I was in, I grew up in Northern Virginia, right outside of all the stuff, like Dulles Airport, where the plane took off and supposedly crashed into the Pentagon and supposedly crashed into Pennsylvania and stuff. That airport's like right next to my house. Um, and 
that I, I, and my girlfriend was living in New York right next to the Twin Towers at the time. So it impacted me, but not until like a year later or two years later, someone showed me a documentary. And then after that, I watched Zeitgeist, like the first Zeitgeist, one. Yeah. one of my and, big first documentaries too. Yeah, and that really kind of blew my mind. And, and who would have thunk it? I ended up making a documentary later on in my life, um, which kind of opens up another can of worms for people. Like so many people that watched the movie, they contacted me later on and said, Matt, had I not watched that movie, I never would have realized that COVID was bullshit. But they kind of just yeah. opened up my 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 perspective, which is super duper. But um, no, my I had this like, I was, I've been thinking about it a lot recently because finally I've got this EMF protective silver clothing line and it's coming together as an activist that I'm actually making uh, money and I'm not just uh, begging for money and crowdfunds and what have you. So it's like, that's amazing. I, I trusted in it and God finally has like put it together and I actually have, a, I'm a, I'm a, I own a company and it's doing, it's doing well enough for me not to be hungry. So that's amazing. Good. And I've been getting grounded enough to like process it all and think about how did I get from A to here I am at, at like whatever I'm in as B, A to B. So it's been a, a wild ride and it was like super spiritual. You guys, um, Brittany, I, I, I was living in Northern California and like, I, I don't know exactly, exactly, exactly what triggered it, but I was like somewhere, someday that I started something Vancouver, Canada came up and I just literally started feeling this, this like pull energy. No, I, uh, pull, I could feel his energy. Like I, I call like, I call it angels or whatever. Cause I've been trying to hone in on like, is that, what are these different energies, you know? And that was like something strong and it was like consistent and it kept getting stronger. And like, I kept like, even if like I thought Vancouver, Canada, I could feel this like energy and I was like, whoa. Wow. And so I was like, I need to go, you know, I need to go to Vancouver, Canada, like something's calling me there. And like, um, I even like went to visit my grandmother in Florida and I went to see this like psychic and, and, and all this energy. She's oh yes, Vancouver, Canada, you're going to be an actor, she said. And I wasn't an activist or anything yet. And I was like, oh, an actor, she said, I see you on stage. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to get to Vancouver. You know, I was so, so naive, you know, such a, I was such a kid. And, um, and it really wasn't that long ago. It was only like eight years ago or maybe nine. So at this point, so then finally I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to Vancouver. And I like packed up my bags, moved out of my apartment, like, like kind of called it quits on my girlfriend, like everything, like dismantled my whole life. Like I broke up my, I left my girlfriend. I, I did everything. I, I sold all my furniture. I go up to the border and they're like, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, you know, and they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. And, and, and I'm like, but what? And they're like, no, you can't just come up here, man. Because I, I thought with the U.S. passport, they were like, come on in, buddy. But they didn't like me as much as I thought that they would. And so my car was kind of beat up. I'm like, dude, I had driven this car across country like 10 times. My loyal car. It was not going to break down in Vancouver. But they wanted ties to the United States. They wanted me to like really have a better story than I'm just going to move to Canada for a while. And I didn't realize that. And so I got um, rejected from the border. And like, um, I was like, oh no, they're never gonna let me in because of that rejection. And so then my life kind of spun out of control and I ended up in LA and then San Diego and then New York and then back in DC and, and like ended up with like these health problems and my life got so spun out and dismantled 
and I literally like, I don't know how, for, yeah, I don't know how to really, I don't really want to say it, but I'm just going to say it anyways, because I'm trying to be as authentic as possible, but I never really tell anybody this. I had like a really crazy, like spiritual, like uh, downfall. Like I, I was like being attacked by like the de- demons, I guess. It was crazy. Like I had this horrible, basically 500 days of hell. Where like days? Yeah, yeah, like a year and a half. So it was just like it was just like it was just like super um like something I didn't, I hadn't moved to Vancouver, I hadn't become an activist, I never was like um gonna make a movie about Kim Trails or anything, but something really wanted to get in my way. Um and like it like it's I know like oh maybe you don't believe in that. Um just call it like whatever you want to call it. Like I was having like the whole horrible thoughts that I knew weren't mine. And like, it was really like dismantling and I didn't know what the hell to do with my life. And I started like, I went and saw like a priest and like, I did all these spiritual, you know, I really, it was like depression beyond, like, I was just like falling apart. You had an attack on you. You're being MK ultra. I felt like I was, yeah, maybe it was like some voice to soul frequency stuff, whatever. Cause I do think that they look in their crystal ball and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. This guy's getting, yeah. Yeah. We got to watch out for that. dude. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, you know what? Cause you know what? Like, honestly, I really don't give, I really like, I would be, I would be worried about me too. To be real. Just saying. Cause I'm pissed. So either way, like after all this, I was like, I put, picked myself up and I was like, I'm flying to effing Vancouver, man. I don't care. And I got myself a round trip ticket and I flew in. And they were like, we, need to know they were like we said no. We said no to you last time. And I was like, I know we said no, but it was BS. Like I'm a good dude. I got like a master's in business and I'm not just going to be homeless on your streets. Like I, I like, I, I had, I kind of told them what they wanted to hear more so, you know, and they let me in. So my first day in Vancouver, I'm like, what am I doing here? It's been like now three years of this calls energy and I was supposed to like be here and be this famous actor. And now I'm like there with like health problems. And I, and my, I feel like my life is just like over. And I was having like horrible nightmares and all that stuff. Day one, my whole life changed. Dude. Day one, I didn't have any more nightmares. Um, and day one, I'm like walking in the streets of Vancouver, my grandfather's booth. My grandfather was like this famous singer, BTW. I've, I haven't told anybody this either. So my grandfather was the first, um, like he was buddies with Sinatra. Sinatra was supposed to get this job, but he got the job over Frank Sinatra. Wow. He, was the, um, he had the um, first nationwide television show. The first nationwide television show in the United States was called Your Hit Parade. And so 1950, it came out. And so from 1950, 1955, my grandfather like hosted this television show and they sang the top 10 countdowns of like the top 10 songs. And so like Mr. Sandman was a song and he like performed it and sang it. And his name was Roy Landman. Um, but uh, his, his, his stage name was Snooky Lanson. But in Wikipedia, it's like Snooky Lanson, Roy Landman, whatever. And I'm the grand, one of the grandsons. So I've got my grandfather's boots, walking in my grandfather's boots, the, the streets of Vancouver, you know, and I'm like, what am I doing here? And literally, like, I had this, like, intuition. Like, not, I don't hear the voices. It's just, like, yes. I hear this, like in my head, like, like, I swear, like, the ego has its own, like, you know, voice or whatever. So it's, like, yeah. I try to identify these people. Literally, this voice is, like, turn right. Turn right here. And I'm, like, I'm not turning just because I fucking hear some voices. <laughs> right? And I was, like, okay, whatever. You've gotten this far, Matt. Like, just do it, man. Like, your life is, like, in shambles. And I turned, and I walked one block. And it's like the art museum out front of uh, in downtown Vancouver. There's like a lot of activism happens down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's this guy right in the middle of the street with this sign that says WTC7 
WTF, which means w, um, World Trade Center number seven, which is part of the World Trade Center complex yeah. 9-11, which fell at free fall speed and you didn't even get hit with a plane. Yeah. Um, the third building that no, nobody talks about. And you know, WTF, nobody talks about. Yeah, WTF is what, what, the, what the F. And so um, I was like, oh, this, this is my people. I went and started talking to this guy. And then I go over to their little booth. I'm like, what you doing? They're like, oh, it's March 11th, 2015. We're out here because it's the 11th. And we try to come out here on the 11th month to raise awareness about 9-11. I'm like, well, good for you. But do you know about chemtrails, you know? And this guy pops his head out. And he's like, you mean geoengineering, a.k.a. stratospheric aerosol injection? And this, this older dude, um, James, who's just a Canadian, total Canadian dude, um, he, like, we became really close. And he, like... He, we, he, he was older and um, uh, he knew a lot more about a lot of life activism stuff. Like I didn't even know that, that um, I don't know what your limitations are. I guess I can say the word vaccines is that cool? Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know vaccines were like bad, dude, guys. I didn't even know vaccines were bad. And I'm, and cause they is so good at the propaganda. The United we've, States. we've had a I big was, vaccine journey in our life. Yeah. I woke up to chemtrails and I was like, dude, this is nuts. But I hadn't even woken up to um, vaccines yet. And it was 2015, you know, and this, I, this dude become, became kind of my mentor. And like, like I met him day one. And after like just even a few months, we had gone out to uh, the Kootenai. Wait, Kamloops. I feel like it was out that way. We went out to this, um, these different, I mean, so many different journeys and different things. And like, I got, I got these like spiritual epiphanies that I was going to make some movies. Frankenstein's came up with the word Frankenstein's and started the journey of interviewing people for it. And then I ended up having the first Kimstrow conference in Vancouver, Canada in um 2016 i believe and like all of my like my whole path was like there waiting for me in vancouver it was like waiting for me and like just had to meet the people i i had to get like aligned with like so much stuff there's so much stuff that i'm leaving out it's like it would take forever but like i lived like a lifetime in um, right. one year right like i came in and got in and out of the ringer like completely empowered by like having my, my higher self like conquer these these demons that are probably just like a shadow of my higher self like calling it in this empowerment because otherwise i was just gonna be some normal dude that didn't even yeah. know that was bad you know what I mean? yeah yeah it's like uh, it Ego was death. amazing so so it's been an amazing it's been an amazing spiritual journey where i know there's good and evil like I'm, i know there's good and evil and i know that the chemtrails are not good and that's it gives me the passion to like always continue i know the 5g is not good so I made a clothing line to combat that. So hopefully like some children protecting themselves with my clothing, you know, because yeah. it's, there's all this agenda and you have to be able to step back and be like educated on it yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. and logical. So the way that Lytton was wiped off the map, um, it needs to be understood. And then Fort, Fort McMurray, people were saying that that was like scalar weaponry. That was a while ago, but the way that was like some of the beginnings of it. And I believe like people are saying, oh, it's directed energy weapons and whatnot. I believe, and I'm bouncing all around, I know, but I believe what's going on are there's cell towers mm -hmm. and there's maybe 5G towers too. And those already work with the smart meters. Right. So, so imagine if you could see it. There's like, yeah. I mean, like lasers going from A to B to from home to home to home to home to home. And yeah. if, they, if they wanted to turn that up, 
wildfires were going through anyways and have an accidental like electrical surge all the way down the line, that would make more sense considering um, the the patterns of these fires. Like yeah, completely. Yeah. What happened with us is unreal. Like we're we're still like grappling with it and we're actually taking it by the horns now and having a even though it's been a year and a half, we're having a, a whole meetup. Like I'm hosting it, this whole uh, conversation, like unanswered question conversation about the Almeida fires here. But what happened with us is the fire hydrants were off. So all of these neighborhoods, How I mean, it was you? such, there was this little brush fire, like this little, little brush fire that never should have hopped into the neighborhoods anyways. And when the firemen showed up, the, yes, how convenient, all of the hydrants were off. And so all of these homes just went down, boom, 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 in broad daylight, just because it was windy. But the real story is the hydrants were off. Why were they go- off? Oh, well, there's a lot of BS stories surrounding that. Sure, but they're, they're, saying, they're saying, oh, everybody turned them all on at once. It's like, yeah, give me a break, bro. Yeah. You know, like, dude, I'm from, uh, I'm not from this area. And like, like, people are such pushovers. I don't know where you guys are from. And it's like, and no offense to Canadians, but like no Canadians are, are pushovers. People are pushovers, man. Yeah. Like the West Coast is pushovers, California's pushovers. Like I think it's like all everyone's becoming pushovers by design. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, am I am I offending somebody by showing my face while yeah. I walk down the street? Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? You're offending yeah. somebody yeah, while yeah. walking down the street breathing freely. You want to disrupt I'm, your airflow for somebody who's living in fear? It's like, give me a break. I'm disgusted so, by people, the lack of people's balls these days. Yeah, there's a ma- lack of masculin- masculinity. I was thinking I'm about starting a fight club or something. But like, yeah, I don't, I'm in, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> how that's. But that's by design too. Like all these things are by design to Absolutely. keep us weak. Demasculate. It's all a depopulation agenda. Demasculate the man. Get rid of the nuclear family. Whatever they can do to disrupt our and make the woman make it so men and women have to have equal rights. Yes, not equal. They deserve equal rights, but make the women be like a man. So Mm -hmm. it takes the femininity out of the woman and the masculinity out of the man. Whereas we each have our own powers and our own roles. And when they work together, it's actually a beautiful thing. But when they're trying to battle each other, it's not so beautiful. Men more feminine and and women more masculine. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, yeah, divide and conquer, like over yeah, and over exactly. again. Right? Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, my girlfriend has a, a ten-year-old girl, and she's dealing with all of this. Um, she's not dealing with any of it, but she's being forced upon her the sexual identity stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's huge, like huge when pressure. I was her age, it was a lot of pressure. Like, what do you want to be? When, what do you want to? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. When I was her age, it was what do you want to be when you grow up? And that was like a lot of pressure for me. And I was like, oh, oh, I got to think about this. And like people said astronaut and they're patted on the head. And I said oceanographer and they're like, okay, sure, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. But like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was like stressful. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what? Yeah. In, in, like, what do you want your career to be? Now they're like, literally like, what sex do you want to be now? Yeah. <laughs> not when you grow up. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's like that. That's not even but like. It's all connected. Like we're. Like we were saying, it's all connected. Everything, all conspiracy, they're all bloody well connected at the end of the day. And it's if you're into all of them, you're spiritual. You have to be. It's all it all leads to spirituality at the end of the day. It's all that's like the the grounding that we can all kind of find. 
Um, well, um, I, I think that through the connections of it all, I could segue into some solutions. Um, and I want to talk about um, aluminum as a connector to it all because it does just studying aluminum alone can be this like aha thing because it's it's no bueno. It's not yeah. good for us. Before we um, get into the solutions, like before we wrap, wrap up with solutions, can I can I just touch back on your doomsday scenario uh, again? Not that I love going there or anything like that, but it's nice to kind of talk about this and be prepared for it. Um, so I kind of have a feeling same as you. Like I know, I don't think most people are aware of the level of technology like DARPA, uh, all of the, like the hologram tech that they have, the drone tech that they have, the directed energy weapon tech that they have. Combine all those things, you could literally make Jesus come down from the sky and shoot a lightning bolt out of his finger and, and blow up a building. Like Make it look make, like it was Jesus. Make, yeah, they can make all that shit look very real. So like you were saying, the next alien invasion or the next nuke that drops, I'm not going to trust it. I absolutely am one step ahead of them on that. I know false flags exist, and I know they're all about that. I know all about this shit, and they're going to drop something big soon, too. I think I think so, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place, so I didn't, like, elaborate enough on Bluebeam. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, said, I said the word. And I yeah, I know. We gloss over things from time to time, too. Likely yeah. the most important thing. It could be the most important thing for the, like, humanity or the next right. generation, at least. So we should give it a little credence. So there's so many interesting ways to go about it. So firstly, Project Bluebeam is a public project, which is fascinating because all these things are hidden in plain sight. And that's, that's something, that's something that's worth, I mean, they give you the option, they give you the option and it's kind of like disclosed to you. And so the choice is yours. If you want to take the truth and let it like set you free and not be enslaved from this, you know, prison planet, or you can actually like stay in your trance and and it's up, it's kind of like the choice is yours. So, okay. Gosh, there's so much. Okay. So there's this. I've been in this activism space of chemtrails now for like seven years, and it's very fascinating how well um, hijacked by um, the controlled mechanisms, like whoever is behind it all. There's like all these different programs running at once. There's the charged aerosol release experiment. That's a NASA program. So NASA with a $55 million budget per day oh, yeah. or whatever. The they, have a chem, they have a chemtrail. They have a chemtrail program, you know? Yeah. And the, and the Department of Energy has a chemtrail program, tropospheric aerosol program. CIA has a chemtrail program, stratospheric aerosol injection. There's solar radiation management, has a whole governance initiative. There's like all these programs going on at once. So they're all ongoing and they have a huge budget. And they actually control different narratives by controlling um, the opposition. So different activists before me and during me and now um, they like make movies like myself and like not like try to make them not so good or they'll like um, give themselves like all of this attention and then go crazy or or whatever whatever it may be it dismantles people's perspective on like even the terminology chemtrails right Right. it's like oh i've heard about that it's a crazy talk it's because it was introduced to them in a crazy way by some crazy person who is paid paid to be crazy you know and so it's, it's unreal how the, how the whole conversation, the narrative can be controlled. So there was an activist buddy of mine who I was best freaking friends with, you guys. And he spoke at all my things and I loved him to death. And um, the, the jury's out on him. I guess he was probably, I mean, I, I don't want to admit that he was 
like some agent of some sort the whole time. But my friend, Patrick Roddy, he has um, gone Looney Tunes and his website is down. And he was like this activist that I really looked up to in the chemtrail space. He had this website called stopsprayingus.com. And he was the guy that everyone sent the rainwater analysis to. So that narrative, that um, person was, I feel like, controlled. Or maybe he was targeted and he went totally crazy. But it's like he was going to Burning Man for 25 straight years. And I don't know what happened. But I'm, I, after like a million hours of like hyper analysis and the fact that he moved in with my best friend and all this weird stuff, I'm like, I don't. And, and the end result, which is now all of that information is gone. He's gone bonkers and took all his money from the community. Now he's just MIA disappeared for the past few years. And people are like, did he die? I don't trust it. My gut, my gut says that he was probably just, and it's horrible for me to even say that. But the story, the story that I'm telling is all of this information got accumulated and then just like zapped, um, gone. And it was this rainwater analysis of people all over the world. And what was really unbelievable were, okay, so, so basically what's going on are people have to take truth and activism into their own hands and they see yeah. this crazy stuff going on in the sky, crazy zigzag lines and they're bright purple and what the hell is that? And then the next day it rains and what goes up must come yeah. down. These are yeah. heavy metals, they'll, yeah. they'll get stuck in the rain. So activists put out their little clean beaker, they get the rainwater analysis checked out and you can run these crazy full spectrum analysis or you can just analyze it for lead you know, chromium, mercury, lithium, whatever. And all sorts of weird things come up. And people have come to the conclusion that a really weird pink hazy sky looks like and comes up lithium and blah, 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 and this and that. So terbium was coming up in this rainwater analysis in Saskatchewan, right? And it's like um, middle of nowhere, uh, Canada, um, terbium is showing up in these people's rainwater. And it's like, well, is there like a, a mine somewhere? And what is terbium? Terbium is a rare, rare, rare earth element that is very expensive, that is like mined in China, that has no business showing up in chemtrails or rainwater or anything like that in the middle of nowhere. But what is it used for? Right. 3D TVs, holographic television sets. Holographic so like tech. These, Son of a bitch. So these chemtrail, these chemtrail, so I'm like, so like my stories are much like, you got to hear my backstories. And it's like, I got to kind of go from A to Z without just, I can't just like jump in there so much. So, I, so trust me, I'm, I try to like make it short. So if they're experimenting with very, very expensive 3D television set um, chemicals and stuff in the middle of nowhere, Canada, I would not be surprised if they try to do this project Blue Beam while they've got the veil pulled over everyone's eyes essentially Man. it's a mask over their face but it's basically the veil it's it's the veil over their eyes i likened it Agreed. to yeah. at the very beginning if people were wearing blindfolds and holding signs that i can't see but it's literally not relating the two it's the witchcraft kind of element that was going on like people had no idea that their sign i can't breathe and they literally can't breathe they weren't related like come on let's get with the program Man. so the technology has been researched and perfected for some time of being able to create a hologram in the sky but to, but people can't cannot even conceptualize how um vast this could be like how incredibly vast this could be this could be literally like this the, the hologram is 3d the sky as you look at it you look up you're seeing miles like high you know we're not talking like a, a flat tv screen we're talking about a 3d 
yeah infinite sky okay and if they wanted they could have like um three stealth bombers that are totally covert like invisible yeah. stealth bombers that you yeah. can't see at all right mm-hmm. and and those are those do some freak if you guys know about military tech where their stealth yeah. bombers could f some they could totally do some damage a few of them could rock some cities like totally man yeah. and instead of showing who they are they would have like these probably through like orbs and like really advanced tech they're going to have like projectors of stuff yeah and they're going to project a, a fleet of one million alien craft. Yeah. And we shoot at them and nothing happens. And we're like, nothing's happening. We shoot at them. Oh, my God. They must have tech. Right? And literally, they've got three B-52 freaking bombers or whatever stealth tech that they have nowadays. Because, I mean, they came out with like that SR-71 Blackbird when I was a kid. That's yeah, when I was Mach, Mach 3. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, wow. I mean, what do they have now? It's like unreal. And they're stealth. I mean, we're not going to see them. Like they're just the under de- underbelly painted, like everything. Like you can't. We're not going to be able to see what they're doing. We're not going to be able to shoot at them. We don't have the tech to even shoot at it. They're going to be zipping around, bombing the crap out of us. We're going to be shooting at aliens, and then the aliens are going to be like, "Hey, hey, hey! Um, don't worry. We're actually doing good because we got to do a new world order, you guys." So the the tech that they have put in place by spraying chemtrails all the time and normalizing that. So anywhere, anytime, they could spray their little holographic thing and have Jesus come. You're blowing my whatever, fucking mind right now. Whatever, whatever they want, right? And what I think that they could do, because I don't really buy NASA. The whole thing seems like a oh, big hijacking of our consciousness. They're a black hole of tax dollars. And if NASA was like, oh my God, I think this meteor might hit. And the meteor could just like go near us. Mm-hmm. And they could project it in the sky. And mm-hmm. then like only a few people in like Saskatchewan see it anyways. And then they have it all over the mainstream news. And that could cause earthquakes, which they would just harp. So that harp technology we just talked about, they can point it at fault lines and have those intersecting radio waves mess with fault lines. And that's what I believe like all these different things recently this, were. This is a whole nother level, a whole nother ingredient to chemtrails that I didn't even consider. Like, well, what's that? What's that rare earth element called? You said? Terbium, T-E-R-B-I-U-M. Okay. And, and that was like high levels. I mean, because, come in the rainwater, that's high level stuff. Like the, like the levels that they test for, for things to come up. It was, it was coming up in high levels. Like they were literally spraying, what, like a million dollars worth of it? Like no why? You know like I, mean? I have no idea about that shit. And I paint this scenario of, of holograms and directed em- energy weapons and false flag raining hellfire on us all the time. And I'd had no idea but that they're blanketing the sky in 3D hologram tech. This is fucking amazing like this they are definitely prepping for this 100 so that this just reminds me of a podcast that i listened to a while a long time ago over a year ago and i'll i'll try to make it concise and short but this girl that was talking um she was being interviewed and she actually left um the darks the dark society and the and the um i can't think of the right word uh like deep state yeah but even more more than that like the the witches and um shit priestess priesthoods and her her grandma was high up in it and she even said like when gloria vanderbilt died gloria vanderbilt was the high 
witch or priestess what's the word i'm looking for anyways sure. uh someone else took over and then they started talking about aliens and and the pleiadians and um the uh galactic federation of light and they're like what's your take on this what do you know and she was like they are being told to us that they're going to come save the world but they are going to work with trump to actually usher in the new world order and mm-hmm. usher it in with um like holograms and whatnot so uh, this is all like my all these dots are getting connected in my head right now and i'm like well say the pope pope the new pope was talking about aliens and shit so like they they have been slowly slow dripping the public to accept this it's coming it's got to be that we, we know their their playbook they use the same playbook all the time they tell us what they're going to do before they actually do it and they're friggin' telling us that they're going to do this now yeah and that's a lot so for aliens i believe in like um like vibrations everything is frequency <laughs> and vibration and um i i i i like so there's like mount shasta is near me mm-hmm. like an hour and a half south and people say oh there's like a lemurian city in mount shasta and a reptilian city in mount shasta and i'm like what are you talking about what i can fathom and gather from all of that is there's higher and lower dimensions oh yes yes right on top of us right here they coexist essentially Mm -hmm. but they're not in this frequency we operate in a bandwidth Mm -hmm. okay and there's another bandwidth that's higher and then higher and lower and lower they're still in the same like world but they're um we can't see them and they can't see us kind of thing if that makes sense so i don't think aliens in physical form yeah um, like we're being told by Hollywood and all that sort of yeah, nonsense. Yeah. I don't think that that um, even exists really. Maybe I'm not really sure. I mean, like shape-shifting reptilians and all that nonsense. I don't know, maybe. But like, I think more so like the higher vibrational beings, the so-called Palladians and all that, which I've read Barbara Marciniak's books and like there's a few of them, like Bringers of the Dawn and Family of Light or whatever. There's a couple of them early on that are cool, that resonate with me. But then she kind of gets hijacked and it goes a different direction. So I think that there's been a dismantling. And um, for sure, if something shows up and tries to like say, oh, look, we've got, we, if anything happens in the next 10 years, it's going to be all a fraud. So yeah. I mean, like, flag for sure. Yeah, it'll be some sort of psyop to dismantle our humanity. I mean, 100%. like some QAnon stupidity. crazy craziness i mean i think the most easy playbook would be like um a passing of an asteroid or something or some sort of nuke nonsense Mm -hmm. that like messes with the oceans to make a tidal wave kind of a tsunami thing or even um, sets off earthquakes or something like that because they've been practicing they've been they've been practicing setting off earthquakes well, look at Haiti. With, with Haiti, that was like um, pretty much that's what the, the the word is on that. And Fukushima and this recent one. Um, oh, okay. and yeah, that recent one. So, yeah, it's deep. And yeah. so they could easily they could easily like have an asteroid hit um, the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, and it all be Project Blue beamed out. And all they would have to do is, is drop themselves a bomb in the ocean. And right. and also like um uh, use their harp, you know, to like make the earthquakes or whatever and, and, and make it all, you know, dismantling because look, we're really good people. We're like, all of us have like genuine spirits. 
it doesn't even matter if we're like subscribing to different agendas deep down we have we come from like the same kind of like higher vibration source code or whatever we're here just to dismantle our karma and that's why our physical form is like has to deal with this dense nonsense but really we come from a higher place so not all of this makes sense but there is evil there's super evil here on earth and i mean trying to dismantle earth so you have to put yourself in their shoes in this like imagine like a think tank boardroom that's literally getting together and being like how can we enslave humanity and do it over like hundreds of years or whatever and they're like okay well by by year 2050 we want this and by year 20 whatever we want this how could they possibly dismantle humanity to the point of having a whole new world under one government think about that and in a short amount of time well there would have to be like a um they want to rebuild from like rubble rebuild new like a smart city rebuild they have to rebuild something together because something happened right well there is is the world going to have to come together because we did a little stupid nuclear war that seems like some stupid thing they're setting us up for but i think it might be a little more deeper because there's they want to dismantle our spirituality dismantle our potential for um for like Ascension? They want to dismantle it. Well, yeah, that for, for lack of a better word, yeah, but that kind of scares people, those words. So, yeah. like our progression and our evolution, they want to dismantle it, seemingly to push a transhumanism agenda or whatever. But if they can dismantle the way that we perceive our reality and take away our true powers and give our power away to some higher authority that is like a false light, like they say, like a false, like it's, it's been like the illuminati like stands for like 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 false light or something doesn't it like it's written in in the text and like bible and whatever that there will be like a false christ yeah a false christ like like someone who thinks that the people think is good but it's actually bad Mm -hmm. right how and what's that how's that gonna happen like whatever happens to bring the new world order together it's been planned but i think it'll come out of a lot of like fear and death and destruction and yeah. also I've been really analyzing like karma and why the heck we're here and how we get stuck here and whatever it is here even is. Yeah. Think about World War One, World War Two, then Vietnam, all of these things that literally traumatized our DNA, our bloodline, our families, our parents, our uncles, they got totally traumatized. And this trauma creates karma whether they went and shot the people in Vietnam or just like their uncle came home with one leg, whatever, that trauma, I believe, creates karma. And through creation of karma, that's why we're here, right? So we kind of have to replay it. And if we come back here, then they create this like loop of trying to create more trauma so that we have to come back again. And it wouldn't be that big a deal if there wasn't like a totally dark dystopian timeline that turns us into robots, you know what I mean? Eventually it would work itself out but they have an end game and that's yeah. why they're playing this long game that they're just like, no, we'll traumatize them again. Up oh, 9-11 traumatize them again. Yeah. Oh, wait, COVID traumatize them again. Oh, World War, War, nuclear disaster, whatever, traumatize them again. And they get these like loops of us coming back unless we know the truth. Yeah. And then, we get to, yeah. then we get choice. Then we yeah. get choice and we get to dismantle it, I think, hopefully. So how do we, how do we combat that? I, have you, have you just subscribed to the theory of when you die, if you can remember what to do when you die, don't go to the light because that's the loop that brings you back here. 
Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything that they're telling us is going to be like legit. So if there's some bright light, I wouldn't like just all of a sudden follow just, that. It's just like when you hear people with this, these near death experiences, there's always a light to go to. And there's always, there's, there's millions, there's endless cases of people that have had uh, near death experiences. There's always a, a lost loved one or something telling you to come to the light. And it's like, that could be a trick and the moon could play a part in this like soul harvesting, loose stealing you know, the, the, it, I believe that stuff. I've looked into all that stuff, and I believe that too. I had a near-death experience, and it and it and it nothing. There's no light, but I wasn't meant to die. I guess um, I do um, see the North Star as maybe being like a place to get out of this little fishbowl because it doesn't move, and maybe that's mm. like what will set us free. Because I was told in my indoctrination that the slaves came out and sang themselves following the North Star to free themselves, to go north, to free them. And that, I believe, was part of my indoctrination. I believe that it was part, like, um, truth and disclosure that the North Star will set you free from mental slavery and the slavery in this realm of some sort because the North Star doesn't move and that creates a whole freaking can of worms, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's something else. So talk solutions, though, yeah, getting back to all of the things, how it all got connected. I'm glad we talked about blooming for a little bit. And basically what I want everyone, especially the children to be able to grasp is two sides to everything. Yeah. Okay. So um, they want you to have two sides being lies and lies. And then you're like, oh, well, is it this side or that side? And then right. you're playing their game. Right. right? So like I posted on like my Instagram the other day, like um, this thing about, um, or even my Facebook, I don't even know what it was, both of them probably about like, are nukes even real? Yeah, I because, saw that. Like, yeah, they dropped nukes over Hiroshima, but then they rebuilt and there's not nuclear waste there. And like right. there's no the, the whole, if I really opened my mind and said, hey, every effing thing they've ever said has been lies. I got through, they said, oh, this is the best public school. In the, like we had such a good school system. I didn't learn potatoes grow potatoes. I didn't right. learn how to do anything. I didn't learn alkaline, alkaline acidity in your body. I didn't learn anything. Right. There was something the other day. There was something the other day that I was like, I can't believe I didn't learn that either. Oh, ast astrology. No, it was something else. It was something that I was just like blown away that I had to learn that as an adult. Something about food or something. And we don't learn anything. I've heard you say something about spirulina before. Like, like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get to that in solutions for sure. And we'll, we'll rattle through those in a, in a second. But, um, eh, 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 eh. oh, I don't even, I forget where I was going. But so it's, what was I just saying? You were just saying how all the things that they don't teach in school. Right, how you didn't learn anything. Yeah, well, they they want you to think that you know everything. And then you honestly don't. Oh, yeah, so the, the polarity of everything. Mm -hmm. So I posted that um, nukes weren't real. And everyone's yeah. like, how could that be true? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, why can't that be a polarized argument? Nukes are real. Nukes aren't real. Why is both sides of that polarity seemingly controlled? It's yeah. to control the narrative. It's to control yeah. the narrative. How come we can't have two sides to that? How yeah. come I can't post anything about COVID on Facebook or I go to jail for 30 days and I'm not allowed to talk about something that is mm -hmm. evidently over and never killed anybody and all of this stuff? How come I'm not allowed to say 99.9% .9 survival rate if that's a fact and it is it's just like yeah. or whatever it's just like to control both sides has got to be the red flag for like yes and stuff like that it's like no are you going to be emotionally involved and get all out of shape and out of shape because i'm 
posing the theory that maybe nukes aren't real. They had us sitting under desks and all afraid of the Cuban Missile Crisis and all this stuff. They yeah. had us in, in fear and in trauma for a whole generation. Nothing ever happened. And if every single thing they say and do is lies, from fluoride to GMO food to everything, oh, yeah, the EPA is helping us. Dude, I go outside every single day in the Kim Farrells. I'm like, there's no EPA, okay? All of these things, oh, that's in the United States, the Environmental Protection Agency, you probably have something similar in Canada. We're supposed to be looking out for our air, <laughs> right? If everything's a lie, then nukes could likely be a lie. If anything, it's 50-50. And on the other side of, yeah, if others, uh, on the other side of nukes are real is polarity, which is nukes are not real. And all of my friends were coming down crashing on me, like, how could you say that? And I'm like, how could you not think about it? Right. Like, like Fukushima, I mean, sorry, Chernobyl. Hiroshima, oh, well, Chernobyl is something else. Like, there's radiation there. And I believe that that comes from, like, God only knows what, maybe they did create a nuclear reaction in the power plant or whatever. But nuclear bombs, as we know it, I don't think that they exist. I don't think I, that... I agree with that. that I don't... I don't think that aliens are going to have to get involved to save us from our own demise. And I think that that's going to be their playbook. And that's really weird yeah. and disappointing. So the connection to a lot of this stuff is aluminum. It's been unreal. I've been buying up these books. And one book I got like um, by a PhD, it's called like A Conversation with the Aluminum Atom or something along those lines. And in there, he says 100% that all breast cancer cases come from Women getting aluminum deodorant, covering yeah. up, covering up their armpits <laughs> with aluminum when they should be not doing that, so that they can ex so they can actually like sweat things Detox. out. And then that aluminum builds up in your lymph nodes, in your breast, in your breast tissue. And instead of letting it out, you clog your pores with more aluminum. And then you put your phone in your bra, and right there you're microwaving that aluminum with your phone. That's breast cancer. Boom. Yeah, we like talked about these, that in one of our recent podcasts. Yeah, people are getting breast cancer with right angles, like a square. Yeah, exactly. Like obvious. They they put their phone in their bra, and you're getting a, a right angle square shaped uh, tumor in your breast. Yeah, what's happening is um, there'll be like six tumors, and they'll go little, little, little at a right angle. Um, yeah. and, and like it, it, it's the right where the phone. It's like the footprint. Totally footprint signature of their phone where and then a lot of women now have breast implants so, on top of that yeah. and that's just a whole nother toxic bath that's do you do you make uh, you have a so you have a clothing line do you make bras no that's i should look into bras i the the t-shirts and the hoodies and then the maternity aprons they cover the chest but i've got a lot more stuff coming out this like company keeps on it keep, we, I, I keep on growing like i've got a whole line of different things Perfect. ipad things so, and all this stuff coming up awesome that's awesome just so people know what is your clothing line do what's so special about it yeah so um wow that's a that's, so i'm i the activist wears many hats so i was the kim trail guy check me out frankenskies.com and then through actual activists.com i opened my umbrella to all truth and i realized that 5g was something that needed to be addressed yeah. and i didn't even know what it was I couldn't even find out what it was. So I went to the library back when libraries were a thing. I don't know if they're a thing where you live now. We but go to the library weekly because yeah. the boys are awesome. homeschooled. So we yeah, will. Beautiful. Oh, wow. The propaganda at some of the libraries. Like, I oh, I know. So many different it's, things. It's, we're very selective. But yeah. even when you walk in, all the books that are on display, it's all like 
Black Lives Matter and very like liberalized stuff right at the beginning. And mm -hmm. it's even even geoengineering and explaining to kids what that is and how they can become geoengineers and all that sort of stuff. It's unreal. Yeah. So I had to go to the library and, and dig through a handful of books to understand like what 5G was. And, I, and then once I understood what 5G is and how it is going to be impactful because the, the carrier waves that they're carrying data on are getting smaller and by size because of the size of our cells and our bodies they're more absorb absorbing and then they're more impactful on us because the more we absorb the more likely we get um, cancer and all that sort of stuff so the 5g is just going to be like it's it's a big deal based on the properties of it so i was like how are we going to protect ourselves from this and i learned that there was a fabric there's actually like different silver. types yeah there's different types of fabric there's steel woven steel it's not that comfortable and woven uh silver which is what i chose um you can protect yourself with basically woven steel and woven silver they have copper but it actually conducts too much electricity you have to ground it tethered tethered to the ground it doesn't work it's woven. so woven steel and woven silver and it's really amazing high-tech stuff and they don't even make it in the united states so the technology only exists in korea japan and china and they're literally taking like micro-sized filaments of nylon and coating it in silver, making 100% silver threads on the outside and um, weaving these silver threads into tight material. And then everything yeah. on the outside is this like silver armor. Wow. And it deflects. Oh, no, our signal. Um, Oh shoot! Oh man! Radiation from like cell towers, cell phones. So it, I liken it to like if you. Hey. Are you there, Matt? Oh, stop. Yeah. yeah, our connection crapped out on us. Okay, so the last thing you, yeah. we heard you about the fabric. Oh, ah, yeah. The wool that came from China and Korea. And yeah, is, did you get the beginning? You have the beginning of it? Yeah, just the beginning. Sorry, man. <laughs> but you have the recording or whatever? Yeah, I yeah. think it recorded. Yeah, I think I got it. It's, it's like you have, that, you have that file or what? Let's hope we got it. Oh, for Christ uh i have it it'll probably after we do this it'll probably pop up so it better <laughs> man it's recording right yeah it is recording okay. right it just started recording though. like it stopped and then it started so did the first hour yeah the first bit recorded i had i pressed record but i don't see it popping up on my computer now but let's hope it did because that would really cool. oh my god i would i would cry I can look after it. There's nothing I can do about it right now, I don't think. Uh, uh oh. Okay. I'll okay, get the well, email of it anyways. Okay, so I'll I'll just go um I'll just keep going. So um I ended up realizing that overseas this silver material was being made and I um ended up outsourcing this silver material that protects um from radiation, right? So the silver material it um, it's like wearing a cotton shirt at the beach where you don't get sunburned, 
Uh, the silver material prevents you from getting sunburn, essentially from the radiation that comes off the cell phones and cell towers and all that sort of stuff. So um, the clothing line is available at S-P-E-R-O, sparrowgear.com and Sparrow Gear on its word, different hope for the next generation. And then to bring it all together um, in a protective sense, you can, um, there's different things that you can do about the chemtrails to be empowered and like um, healthy and not be a victim and not play out as a victim in all of this. So you can mineralize and um, get like a mineral, like plant-based mineral, um, wide spectrum mineral supplement. And then you're up to speed on your minerals and then your body's not absorbing toxins from the environment. So that's really important. And then also um, chelating and like detoxing and like sweating and like the sauna and doing like Epsom salt baths and learning about grounding and getting tuned into the Schumann's resonance that's 7.8 hertz. Like only 7.8 hertz, like eight beats per second is what you're supposed to be tuned into. And that's grounding and helps your body get tuned in. And you're getting thrown off by these screens and pulsing yeah. LED lights. Yeah. That's important to, to grasp spirulina and um, zeolite and different like seaweeds. I, do, I use um, iris sea moss to mineralize. And then also... What about shilajit? Um, yeah, shilajit is nice as well. Um, it, that's, some, that's something in Ormus, H-O-R-M-U-S, different mineral pitches. Anything that you can do to get a full spectrum, bioavailable, like plant-based minerals yeah. in you. It's not like wide spectrum uh, vitamins because those are just like chemically made so at the end of the day you can get these out through uh, zeolite also bentonite clay helps yeah. and um, you know you can even get your blood or your hair tested see what kind of heavy metals you're dealing with and then learn how to pull them out through like yeah. uh, even cilantro juicing oh, or um, did we say uh spirulina mm -hmm. and diatomaceous earth these diatoms act yeah. as a sieve to pull things out of you so you don't have to be a victim hey can you hear me yeah yeah, yeah. our signal's getting dicey here dude but we heard we heard a lot of what you were saying and about yeah. a lot about the spirulina minerals, cilantro, and... minerals uh yeah yeah just de detoxing right. and learning how to sweat it out and then getting your input in check so you get mineralized or whatnot so you're not like needing to start pulling everything from the toxic environment your body won't need to if you're up to speed on your minerals but yeah if you guys are losing me we should wrap it up and i hope yeah. that the episode can get pulled together yeah oh, I, yeah yeah i really hope so too me, me too matt thank you so much this was amazing we have we've been listening to you for years and uh loved your documentary so thank you for taking the time to be here and be with us and um we yeah i look forward to launching this podcast uh, yeah me too thanks a lot man this is an honor you're a wealth of knowledge uh you got a lot of information up in your head clearly and we're on the same page about a lot of stuff so it would be really cool to do this again when we have a better signal and we can kind of go into crazier rabbit holes if you like if you're comfortable with it sounds good i look forward to it we can yeah. get weird <laughs> thanks okay. a lot have a nice one. yeah you, you too, too. Cheers. bye you. cheers bye